0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, November 5th. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis Collective Black Artists Group brought together creative people from all fields decades ago to advance the cause of black empowerment. When you take to the arts to promote these things, you're touching the tears and the laughter. All those elements about being human, the arts can do that. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports on a documentary about Black Artists Group that is part of this year's St. Louis International Film Festival. The contentious race between President Donald Trump and Joe Biden energized voters across party lines in the St. Louis region. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake explains how voter turnout in 2020 compares to past presidential elections. Jefferson and St. Charles counties each saw record levels of ballots cast in Tuesday's general election. St. Louis County had its highest number of voters since the 2008 presidential election. Around 78 percent of active voters in the county cast ballots. Eric Fay is the county's Democratic director of elections. He predicted that rate to be even higher. I thought
1: there was a chance we could get to 80 percent based on the amount of registered voters we had. While
0: Jefferson, St. Charles and Franklin counties reported voter turnouts of more than 70 percent, the city of St. Louis fell short at 65 percent of active voters. The Missouri Secretary of State's office reports St. Louis had one of the lowest voter turnouts in the state. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is warning state budget cuts will be coming after the failure of a graduated tax amendment. Pritzker pushed for changing the Illinois Constitution to replace the flat income tax with higher rates for the wealthy. He blames the outcome of the election on quote billionaires and special interests who fought against his plan. There will be cuts
1: and they will be painful. And the worst thing is the same billionaires who lied to you about the fair tax are more than happy to hurt our public schools, shake the foundations of our cities, and diminish our state.
0: Opponents raised questions about Illinois' fiscal restraint, but Pritzker says he inherited a structural deficit and was looking to the graduated tax to help solve the problem. He will speak with legislative leaders about what comes next and is not ruling out a broader tax hike on all earners. As the aftermath of this week's election is still being worked out, some are already planning for the March primary and race for St. Louis mayor, and that contest has another entrant. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, Treasurer Tashara Jones has officially announced her candidacy.
1: Jones is presenting a progressive platform similar to the one she ran on in 2017. She is vowing to boost protections for renters, award development incentives differently, and change how policing is handled in the city.
0: Instead of saying no to opportunity and change, let's try saying yes. Instead of saying no to imagination and possibility, let's try saying yes.
1: Jones narrowly lost to current mayor Lida Cruson in 2017. She reframed from criticizing the mayor directly, but said she would have done a number of things differently. In addition to Jones and Cruson, two other candidates, other woman Kara Spencer and business owner Dana Kelly, have announced they are running. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Fairview Heights will soon be home to the Metro East's newest marijuana business. The city council has voted to approve a special use permit for Ascend Illinois to operate a recreational cannabis dispensary. Ascend Illinois' Southern Illinois regional manager, Kathleen Olivastro says Fairview Heights is a prime location for the company's second Metro East facility.
1: I expect it to pull from a different demographic. Being over here, even though it's five or ten miles from Collinsville, it'll make it easier and more convenient for folks that live on this side of the
0: highway. Olivostro expects the new dispensary to open early next year. BJC Healthcare is suspending some procedures at St. Louis area hospitals as emergency rooms and intensive care units continue to fill with coronavirus patients. Barnes-Jewish Hospital, Christian Hospital and others will start rescheduling some elective surgeries on Monday. Hospitalizations have been increasing in the region's four largest systems for the last month as the pandemic continues. When the Black Artists Movement began in the United States in the mid-60s, it inspired artists to start theater companies, publishing houses, and music groups. In St. Louis, the Black Artists Group combined them all into a groundbreaking collective, a documentary about the organization as part of the online-only St. Louis International Film Festival. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports on the film and the movement that inspired it.
1: The Black Artists Group formally got together in 1968, offering performances and classes out of its headquarters on Washington Avenue. It included collaborations among musicians, poets, dancers, theater artists. Underpinning it was a do-it-yourself approach to amplifying black voices. In this clip from the film, theater director Malinke Elliott talks about the philosophy behind Black Artists Group, or BAG. Politically, BAG was just the instrument. The gold was black empowerment, economic empowerment. That was the, the impetus for BAG. We need to do for ourselves. We gotta quit standing at the back door with our hat in our hand, waiting on a handout. You know, we gotta walk through the front door in charge. Some of its political actions included supporting the 1969 rent strike at the pruitt Igo housing project by having a band play on the back of a flatbed truck as it drove around the buildings. George Sams helped produce the film. He was a 16-year-old trumpet player when he started playing with bag musicians who tended toward the experimental side. I asked Sams about how they would gather in the afternoons on Art Hill to work out ideas for their freer kind of jazz. They would uh, have rehearsals and so forth there in the park. There were occasional jam sessions going on out there as well. These guys were very studious guys, man. I mean, when you know, they always had something that they had set to do. I mean, they were always on a mission. It was a very organized, collective, improvisational setting with the intention to do exactly what they were doing. Because, you know, it's just a thin line between music and noise. Among those leading the musical movement were sax players Oliver Lake and Julius Hemphill and the late Charles Bobo Shaw, a drummer. In this clip from the film, Shaw says their style could be unwelcome in jazz clubs of the day. And the musicians that we played with thought, you know, when we played, they would hate to see us coming because they said, oh, these guys are just playing noise. You know, you know, we, we wailing and, you know, and, but we just weren't playing the same kind of patterns they were, because our stuff was like more wide open, more loose, you know, it'd come at you at a whole lot of different angles and stuff. And they would never even dare playing music like that. The music was challenging for some listeners, and Bags' focus on black power proved challenging for the foundations that had funded its projects. That money dried up by the early 70s, and a core group of BAG artists took their act to Europe for a year and a half before going their own ways. I asked documentary director Brian Demites what drew him to their story. It's essentially a story of the arts being this, this thing that can be used to battle things like social injustice or racism. The fact that the arts go beyond just something that we can appreciate on an aesthetic level Um, You can really do a lot of good, and there's a lot of power within the arts. And I think that these guys were a perfect example of of how that can be done. In the film, the late Shirley Bradley The Floor, one time poet laureate of St. Louis, talks about Bagg's method of advancing Black empowerment through the arts. When you take to the arts to promote these things, somebody's going to feel something. You're, You're touching the people's You're touching the consciousness. You're touching the tears and the laughter. All those elements about being human, the arts can do that. Black Artists Group was active in St. Louis for only a few years, but many of its members went on to long careers as performers, writers, and as educators. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: That documentary screens online for three weeks beginning tonight. David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.